Here at the Vineyard Church, uh, we say, come as you are. And uh, isn't that nice? Because we know we're a, we're a hot mess on the best of, <laughs> the best of times. Um, and I am no, no uh, alternative to that. Mm. Again, my name is Saul Cruz, uh, lead pastor of Omaha Vineyard Church here. And um, it is my, my compulsion and my privilege and my honor uh, to pastor this church and, and follow the Lord and, and uh, lead during these crazy times. Got a couple of announcements. Next Sunday, January 3, is going to be our State of the Church Address. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, um, what we've done in the past, uh, what we've, you know, uh, you know has happened in, in the past year, as well as what's next, what can we expect, and what might the Lord be calling us to. Um, it won't be shared publicly. It won't uh, be recorded um, and put on Facebook or anything other than on our um, our church group within the Facebook page. Uh, we might put it on Right Now Media as well. We've got to figure that, that aspect of it out, but uh, we'll have a video there. Otherwise, please come in person here or interact with us via Zoom. Um, we want it to be kind of like a family meeting where um, that we'll have some details to share, but we also will have uh, some interaction opportunities. And that is the point of community is to be with one another, iron sharpening iron, and um, as uh, Paul said in Ephesians, you know, growing together in our knowledge of Jesus until we become more like him. So uh, next Sunday, um, we'll do communion, and um, so be ready to, to join us, please. Uh, also, next Sunday night in the evening, we're going to do a special Zoom fellowship night where um, the purpose will be to not have business, but to be with each other and to encourage one another and pray for one another and share, you know, the burdens or, or the blessings that we've um, experienced this year in, the, in this last year. Um, the, we make that uh, available via Zoom, and uh, so uh, there's a link that we typically email out if you haven't received those and you want to, send us your email, info at omahavineyard.org, and um, we'll make sure you're invited to that. And then Thursday, January 7, we're going to start a, we'll call it a church-wide Bible study. And uh, we're going to be going through a series on systematic theology, understanding, um, you know, Understanding the Bible better and, and aspects of God, you know, better, forgiveness, angels, uh, virgin birth, all of these different aspects of the truth, and um, looking at it um, with the help of a video. Video is like 24 minutes long, so um, we'll be able to um, have some social time, you know, how you doing, how's things going. Watch that, ask questions, you know, maybe write, write them down. We'll have to figure out what the answers might be later on. But it's, it's designed to give us a better understanding of, you know, the study of God. That's what theo theology means, is the study of God. So we're going to dig into that. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about, about that, uh, um, 
potential for, for us as a, as a body, as a group of believers. Um, again, if you want access to that, send us your email address. Um, and uh, there's also a way that you can go into our website, omahavineyard.org, click on events, find the Right Now Media study group, click on it, and then you can give us your email address that way. One of the things that we do as believers is worship, and another thing that we do is we give. And we, we do that out of obedience, and we do that out of um, desire. Um, Paul says in, in the New Testament, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. So uh, this would be the time when you can either write out your check, send it in. We, we don't pass a plate here, uh, so we do have some offering boxes. If you're watching virtually, you have the ability to give to us virtually. There is an app that you can put on your phone called Church Center. There's a giving section in there. Connect it with a Visa check card or whatever. You can also do uh, your giving through PayPal, and you would access that through, uh, again, our website. And that's on the, on the home page. There's a link for giving. And again, it's very easy to do. I, I did this last week uh, for, as a matter of fact. So um, <clears throat> if I can do it, I'm not very technical. So have, have at it, folks. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your generosity. We thank you for your, your, your drawing us to you and the way that you completely revolutionize our lives. You call out of us the aspects that are like you. And Lord, as we, as we listen to you speaking in our hearts regarding what we have received from you, we give to you the portion that we do cheerfully. And we ask you to bless it and make your, make your, your kingdom come in this church. Amen. Amen. Oh, good morning. Good morning, folks. Um, it is a bright, sunny day here in Omaha, Nebraska. And there's not as much sun on, or uh, sun, <laughs> not as much snow on the ground, which would reflect that blinding sun into our eyes. So we've got, uh, we've got some, some good days. Got a chance of snow later on this week, and we'll see. We'll see how that, that works out. January and February are usually like ice balls, right? They're just, we are just frozen and can barely move around. Um, but we'll, we'll see, what, uh, we'll see what, what happens. And I love that those songs from worship that reiterate God is with us through all, all aspects of our lives. And I want to kind of start there, right? So as this, as this year comes to a close, I, I'm going to acknowledge two things real quickly here. First, you have all endured the most distracting, uncertain times of upheaval, right? With cries, uh, I mean, think, think back over the summer, right? Cries of injustice and do this to protect yourself and others. And, and then other voices saying, don't you see the impact of these decisions, right? And then we've got, we've got all the cries regarding the disenfranchised. 
minorities, women, children, the poor, small business owners, the elderly, the sick, the isolated, the lonely, facing harsher tragedies seemingly this year than any before. You have endured that. You've endured 2020. And whether you wouldn't do it any differently or you would like to change everything you did and how you did it through this year, you have endured. You made it. And that's something that we can be grateful for. The second thing I want to acknowledge is that in the face of all of these things that you have endured, God has been there and he has been faithful. He brought you through the highs and the lows and the lower than lows and the I didn't know we got that low and then lower than that. He has maintained you and provided for you sometimes through your, the work of your own hands and sometimes through the generosity of others. And what does that lead us to? We can always put our faith in the one who is faithful. God is with us. And, and these last messages have, have been full of the truth of God's generosity and his blessings and his gifts to us and for us and, and through us even. But stepping into those can include a risk. And, and in the vineyard, how do we spell faith? R-I-S-K. Stepping out in faith means I got a risk whatever it might be. You know, one of the most, um, one of the most, uh, let me, how do I, I want to put this? An illustration that, that has stayed with me for years that I heard in this church before I was, um, when I was just sitting in the pews. We had a pastor that, that said, you know, we have been raised from death to life. And part of the risk of faith from going from death to life can look like us standing in a six-foot-deep hole and not getting out. We might be, there might be some comfort or some, some identity, some familiarity with death, spiritual death. And climbing out of that hole to live can be risky and scary. Life is occupied by plenty of things roaming around that are scary. When our comfort or our safety or our security is threatened, being afraid is natural. Our response to that fear, a, a, a lot of times, can be doubling down on controlling as many aspects of our lives as possible. Honestly, though, guys, we don't control a whole lot. I think, and I, I can't, I, I'll have to look it up, but I think it's Jesus that says to somebody, how, 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 which one of you, through worry, can add an inch to your height? We don't have a lot of control over a lot of our lives. 
So what does the Bible say about responding to fear? Because I, I'm going to tell you honestly, guys, you will experience fear in the future. You will experience fear in 21. It never leaves. So how do we prepare ourselves for responding to fear in the future? How did you handle the fears of the last year? Could you and I live more fearlessly in the coming year? Taking God at his promise to be our Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Let's pray. Lord, I invite you now to come and be with us. May we, may we sense your presence. Mm. May this be a time of um, encounter with you, Lord through your word. Come and fill our hearts and our minds with your presence. Amen. Today I'm going to be reading from 1 John chapter 4, uh, verse 7 through 19, and then we'll pick one of those verses to unpack, kind of like we have been for the last couple of weeks. 1 John, not the Gospel of John, but 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. And here's our, our focus verse for today. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. And then verse 19, we love each other because he loved us first. So we started talking about gifts, and we, and we focus on fear, and then we started talking about all this love, 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 love. It's because 
Love is the opposite of fear. Right? John 4, 18a, such love has no fear. When we look at the Christmas story, it's easy to think that the fearlessness we see in those who are part of God's greatest drama was not, not like they had no fear at the time, right? But we, we talked about that, right? We kind of looked, looked between the lines, the humility that Mary showed by stating, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. And here's what was said about her. The power of the Holy Spirit was going to come on her. And as a virgin, she would become pregnant and give birth to a son. And that son would be holy. And he would be the Christ and save the world from their sins. And then we talked about Joseph, who, when he found out about Mary's condition, which occurred before they were married and before they had been together as a man and a wife, his response was to plan to break that engagement quietly so that he didn't publicly shame her, right? And then we saw last week, in the person of Jesus, as the time grew closer for him to be turned over to the Jewish authorities, and then finally turned over to the Romans to be beaten and tortured and die. His prayer included a request that, Father, if you're willing, please let this cup of suffering pass from me. So what was it that caused Mary to say yes? What was it that caused Joseph to do what the angel of the Lord said and take Mary as his wife? What was it that resolved Jesus to say, yet I want your will to be done and not mine? It was God's love. It was them receiving and being loved by God, loved deeply in their inmost place that gave them the courage to act bravely. And we'll, we'll go into that next little section in John 14, or 418. Because perfect love expels all fear. It's almost like that, like um, light expels darkness, right? There's a, there's a little story about a man who had three sons. And he said, Here, here's a, a, you know, a couple of coins. And I want you to buy what you can and fill this empty room with whatever you can. And one, one son bought hay, right? Straw, real cheap. And he spread it around and it you know, covered part of the ground. Another son brought, bought uh, sand. And he spread it around and got on the floor. The last son bought a candle. And he put that candle in the empty room, and he lit it, and the, he the room was filled with light. The light expelled the darkness. Perfect love expels all fear. And there's a driving quality to God's love. God, God's love won't share the human heart with any other love. 
and the challenges of life can expose the other lie, the other loves that get in the way. And you may, um, you may um, cast your mind back on this year and, and think about times where our love of life, love of control, love of comfort, security, significance, right? These other loves, even, even though they may be good things, life and love and security and significance, if we love God less than we love these things, they have become an idol. We can pour all of our hopes and dreams and even begin to worship the idols of life, of control over our lives and the people around us, the idols of comfort, of security, um, the, the idols of ourselves and how significant we are, or even our freedom, right? God's love won't share the human heart with any other love. And the challenges of life can expose the other loves that get in the way. So if we want to be more faithful ne this next year, the source of that is God's love. And we can, we can lean into being in God's presence, receiving his love, worshiping him, and finally, the, the last section of John, 1 John 4, 18. C. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. God's word, the word of the Lord, includes, do not fear, for I am with you, over and over again. I think I heard earlier this year, it was like a, around 150 times. So why would God repeat himself? It's for our benefit. We need the reminder. That's why we have church at least once a week. We've got to remind ourselves of what our identity is. And our identity is those beloved by God. Because our lives on this earth are surrounded by other people. And people hurt people. And then hurt people hurt people. Humankind and its love of self and love of the control of others deals in punishment. But God's way is different. His way is one of perfect love that casts out and expels all fear. In March of 2017, my dad passed away. And in some 2020 hindsight, you know, looking at my dad and what I saw of who he was and how he did things, it was, I mean, he was a bull of a man. But under that strength, you watch him long enough, and you could see that there was a, a, a concern, a worry, an insecurity. 
about him. The things that he would kind of snap at, right? It's like, whoa. Why, why would you think somebody is talking about you? Why would you threaten to beat them up because you think that they're, they're making jokes about somebody that they know and they've never seen you and the little experience I had with him in a public place. It was a little, little freaky. When my dad passed away and I got to think about what his experience in life had been and what his experience is now in the presence of God. The thoughts that I had is that no more feeling inadequate, no more feeling insecure or living in fear of punishment. Perfect love is all my dad experiences now because he's in the presence of Father God and Savior Jesus. You will all experience fear next year. Just as you did this year. It never leaves. But if God is with us in all times, it's a sign. It's a sign that there's more of God's love to experience, to enjoy, to pursue. When we practice being the beloved of God, we are quietly practicing to be brave in the background. Risk will come more easily. Practice by taking moments to be thankful. So here are the, here are the things that we can control. You know, what, what, what am I putting my thoughts to? What am I putting my focus on? And if it's on being beloved by God and who God is and, and receiving his love, That is how we get filled up with love, right? I mean, we, we hold our hands open as a practice to allow God to take stuff out of our lives that he doesn't need and to give us stuff that he wants to give to us. So some practice things that we can do is taking moments to be thankful, to, to think about what has happened in the, in the day and giving thanks to God for it. Uh, we can practice by taking time to just sit in his presence, to just sit silently with the one who loves perfectly. Practice receiving his perfect love for you. Yes, he does know you. Yes, he does love you. Yes, he does love who you are. And yes, he knows about the stuff that you're ashamed of. And in that shame, he still is present. And he still is loving. And when we receive, when we practice receiving that love, even with our, all of our trash and all of our mess, it's his love that fills us up and his love that splashes out on other people. Maybe it's mixed with all of our trash. <laughs> but it's his love that splashes out. 
of us. In you know, verse First uh, John four nineteen, we love each other because He first loved us. Let me encourage you: be open to and embrace and receive God's love for you. I, I've seen over the last couple of years several. Mm, I don't know, maybe it's like a mission statement for churches, right? Love God, love others. Yeah. But you know what, what comes first? Loved by God. What? Right? This is real love. 1 John 4.10. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This past year may have been a great delight to you or may have challenged far beyond what you thought you could bear. This next year, pursue love. It's the key to strength and to obedience when the Father invites you to risk. As you are filled up with his love, his love spills out onto others. And when your life includes a challenge, be honest and reach out to each other. Let's, let's be in community. Let's gather. We get to bear one another's challenges and burdens. We get to listen and encourage and speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. As a church, as the body of Christ, we submit to the head, to Jesus Christ himself. He fills us with his love for us. And his perfect love expels all fear, leaving us more ready to risk and obey and to love one another. Because he first loves us. Heavenly Father, we have likely faced more challenges and fears this year. Whether it's personally or experiencing them you know, through other people. Other people that are around us have been afraid. But you have, you have carried us through. Lord, as we close the books on this new year and open the books on or close the books on the last year and open the book on the new year, Lord. I pray that we would pursue your love for us and that we would experience healing in ourselves and that we would Be filled with your love and that we would love one another because you first loved us. So that our love for one another is not tainted or manipulative, but it is perfect, perfect love.
that expels all fear. Lord, help us to remember what it's like to be human, what it's like to be insecure, what it's like to be um, afraid of being insignificant. And may we show mercy and grace as we love others. Lord, we're ready. We're ready to obey. We're ready to take risk. We're ready to step out in faith to follow you. What do you have for us this next year? Amen. Hmm. I'll tell you, one of the great joys in my life is reading scripture to prepare for these sermons because, man, it just gets into me. Next year, who might the Lord have a message for us through? Who might have some Bible reading that they get to share with us? Think about that. Let me uh, pronounce our blessing and then we'll jump into ministry time. From Numbers chapter 6, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the priests to bless the people with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever the priests bless the people in my name, I myself will bless them. I bless you in the name of the Lord. And he says that he blesses you personally. We receive that, Lord. We open our hands and we receive the blessings that you desire to give to us. Make us like you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Does anyone have a word or a scripture or a prayer request that we can... Um, whoops. That we can um, be in community regarding... We want to hear from Let me turn this off here. Here we go. Can you still hear me?